good, Internet? Welcome to session 95 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I'm your better half of the guest host tag team, Eric Getty Gettinger. With he ain't me, lying. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> With me, as always this week, is the man who bought a new Xbox 360 9 715 uh, 1X? What, what is it, Joel? You, you got over it. Three, over 365? You got or uh, what? What's the what's the Kingdom Hearts uh, uh, name with the three sixty fifty eight over two? There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the guy who got a new Xbox just to play Minecraft, Joel DeWitt, uh, and watch Lord of the Rings, Getty. Lord of the Rings in four K. That's a, that's a BFD. Yeah, I I'm a huge fan of the extended versions, Joel. Uh, and if you're able to see every last hair follicle on that Hobbit foot then you know you've done it right. Uh, also with us, by a surprise turn of events, is the captain of the good ship Gaming Fix, Andre Cole. Navast me hearties. Is it time for second breakfast? Always. There's an 11Zs. Always. It, it is 11, is 11.30 where I am right now, so I think we're past time for 11Zs. Oh, man. <laughs> we got to wrap this podcast up right now. Yeah, that's, that's my battle cry every week. We need to keep it as a tight hour, and then Joel can edit it down to 15 minutes, and yes. then people can get the cliff notes. It's it's how it should be. Uh, so yeah, let's let's jump into it. This week uh, we have news, like a news segment. I don't think so, but we'll see. Uh, we're gonna bust out in the backlog blog, but first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games we promised we'd never come back to. Um, but then they added the power of darkness. So And the boss the boss left, so the, the inmates are we're running. We're talking the... about Kingdom Hearts again? No, <laughs> Destiny two. I'm so close to beating <laughs> Which one has more complicated lore? Kingdom Hearts or Destiny? Discuss. Mm. Uh, that's actually like a I, good point. I I think that Hell, I can't answer that. I it's like it's like in Kingdom Hearts, it's all out there. It's all explicitly like in the game, mm. but still really okay. Where I'm at, like it's <laughs> it's still yeah. like terribly vague, but like the story is all in there. Joel, let's uh, Destiny let's had grimoire cards. That's, did you? This, this is fair. Did you open uh, Jiminy Cricket's book in your playthrough of Kingdom Hearts one? You talking about the Winnie the Pooh book? No, no, mm. Jiminy Cricket's uh, journal, like yeah. your, where he's like, "Here's all the heartless, and here's your the summary of the story so far." And et cetera, oh, fuck him! No, even I'm... more to read. So yeah, both of them no. have pretty uh, esoteric means of conveying the lore to it. And yeah, Destiny has been even more like asinine about it. Like in the first one, you had to collect ghost shells in order to unlock <laughs> different just pieces of information about the game, and people did it. Uh, but mm-hmm. but I'm here to talk about Destiny 2 Beyond Light today. And uh, yeah, you, you go Beyond Light, you get the power of ice, which is oddly appropriate for... The, the darkest power. In the Christmas time. Yeah, I, I didn't understand how... Uh, like, Void <laughs> void is part of the, like the light, but ice is, is evil and forbidden. Yeah. So with this uh, expansion, it came with more story content. Uh, you actually run into the guy that indirectly or directly, however you want to think about it, killed Cade 6. Um, and they actually added some new enemies for for the first time in a long time when it comes to Destiny, uh, especially for the Vex. There's this awful, like, chicken bird that uh, <laughs> it dive bombs you, and it's the most infuriating thing I've ever encountered in Destiny. Those kind of enemies are the worst. I just came into one in Hollow Knight like that. It's just, like, it just completely surprises you, and then it does this awful blast damage. Is that kind of what it's like in Destiny? Yeah. So it'll, like, jump up in the air, and then it'll attack and do an AoE, and if you get caught in it, you get knocked back. And there's there's always the equal chance that you could die from colliding with an object after, <laughs> after it hits you, which right. is a pain in the ass. But, yeah. Uh, so... The power of ice is uh, is kind of handy in in some cases. Uh, in other cases, like a PvP, it's the, the biggest piss off that I that I've had in a video game in quite some time. 
So How so? If, okay, so one of, one of the favorite things that Steve and I will do is uh, they added, like, ice wall grenades for everybody. So mm-hmm. think May from Overwatch and how she could do the ice wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I'm could do board. that with a grenade. And uh, what we'll do is right when somebody's about to run through a doorway, we'll throw the grenade <laughs> and they can't get through. Uh, but in PvP, if you get hit with one of these grenades, it freezes you. And mm-hmm. you have to do a button command in order to unfreeze, and it takes forever to do it. Like, like five seconds in PvP is an eternity. You're dead. You're basically dead if you get hit with an ice grenade. I, I was going to say, you're vulnerable to attack then when, when you're frozen. It's not. Uh, yeah, and you get increased damage dealt to you because you're frozen. So when you shatter, yeah, you, you it- get hit pretty hard. Is it, like, always the same combo, or is it randomized every time? You mean, like, how how I'm dying, well, said, unfortunately? No, no. like, you said there's, like, you push, like, a button, like, sequence? Oh, it depends like on your out? class. So, uh, oh. uh, the same idea, the button command for your circle ability, uh, because I play on the mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for the Warlock, it's a long hold on the circle. For the Hunter, it's, like, a oh. double tap. Oh. But it's still, yeah. But it still takes a while to break out. Yeah. So okay, that's that's what I've been dealing with. Um, just getting trounced by ice I mean, powers. You're playing PvP in Destiny, so maybe you deserve it. <laughs> Sometimes I feel pretty good about myself. Not recently though. After I fell off the bandwagon for a while, um, but then Steve dragged me back. It's uh, Steve. I mean, I. I've enjoyed the time that I got to spend with it, uh, with him playing uh, this expansion. Uh, obviously, they, I don't know if you guys heard, but they sunsetted a lot of the content. So all the stuff from the original base game and a couple of the expansions after that, you can't go back to anymore. Now, now it was it was more like Disney vaulting it, right? Because they were talking about how they would put stuff in rotation again, or are they shelving it in perpetuity for this stuff as far as i can tell it's gone gone it's okay so a part of it was the way it was built like just doesn't fit in their new pipeline yeah and i think they're like trying to like rebuild stuff and like will someday reincorporate it but it's going it's not like oh later this year they'll bring stuff back i think it's going to be like a little bit before anything comes back Okay. I, I remember for the first one, there was an article. I'm not sure if it was a, a Jason Schreier or something else. They had done like a deep dive into some of the background of Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. And part of it was talk about how like how hard it was to add anything to that game yes. just based off of the, the infrastructure they used. They and, would and have the to big... bake lighting for like 24 hours before they could like mm-hmm. test a thing. And then if something went wrong, they'd have to redo that whole, like just to move like one thing around, it would take like 24 hours for the, for the like level to render. Right. Right. And a big part of what I read was how they were talking about like part of why they moved to a destiny Two instead of expanding more on one is because just the weight of everything was making it way too hard to keep up with the decent content clip. Uh, but mm-hmm. it sounds like two is running into the same problem where it's just, there's, there's so much they're trying to add to it that it becomes harder to, to maintain. They've added a ton though, like way more mm-hmm. than I was expecting. And I think the roadmap still is going to go on for a couple more years. They've got at least mm-hmm. two more expansions planned for destiny yeah. two. So do you think they go on to a Destiny 3 at some point? Eventually. But mm, how far I, down the road? I think we're at least two, three years away from I'm, seeing I'm, it. Well, yeah, I, I imagine they put out that last expansion. Be, uh, what, what they, they put out names for them even. So they you know you know what they're called. I can't remember what it is. But I imagine it's not till like 2023 then that we hear about Destiny 3 if it exists. The last one was Wrath of the Lich King, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's the ice one. That's the current one. So then we got to get like Cataclysm oh, is next. Beyond right, Light. Right. And then, no, I think they're going back to the, I don't know if it's a Taken or the Hive again, but I, it might be Hive. I thought it was more Oryx related stuff with uh, mm. Savath- Savathun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was my favorite strike by far. 
just trying God, to play through so it on times. Nightfall. <laughs> the Nightfall was the worst because all of the the creeps would come up and uh, what the hell are the the hive that explode? Uh, I don't know what thralls? they're actually the expl- I, the, like the exploding thralls. But we used to call them cold girlfriends because they hold their chest and they walk towards you very slowly. <laughs> so, and then obviously they explode. Yeah. Hi, Nick. How are you? Um, do, do you, the, the ice powers, is it a separate skill tree that you have to like to invest in or is it just additional ice powers that everybody gets across the board? So you have to do the quest line and then it'll unlock it all at the same time. You don't have to unlock each piece separately like uh, in the base game originally or even with some of the expansion content that they did okay. before. So yeah, they just, after you finish the storyline, it's, here are your ice powers. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody gets the ice wall grenade, and then uh, it varies a little bit between, uh, you know, Hunter, Warlock, and Titan. But the real killer is the supers. Those are... Uh, so, yeah, I guess I could talk about that just for a very brief minute, but the Warlock gets, uh, like, an ability to shoot orbs that'll freeze targets as long as it hits them, and then they do a shatter burst, which hits everything in a radius. So anything that is frozen is essentially dead. Uh, the hunter, this is like the best power in my opinion. They get to shoot like a ice storm and it'll slowly move across the map. <laughs> if you get caught in it, uh, you'll freeze and then it'll continue to deal damage over time. But just how slow moving it is, it's really funny to watch people try and like go around it or go through it and then get stuck. Uh, then the titan, they just have the classic... They run at you and and everything and blows up. That's that's what Titans sure. do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're the blunt force object. Uh, w- one thing I always last time I tried to jump in with you guys, uh, I had a real hell of a time trying to figure out where I should be going to progress, what <laughs> I should be doing in general. Because like when I played Destiny One and we started Destiny Two, the the route to get to the higher tier gear was fairly straightforward right you, you did your dailies your weeklies you did your nightfalls yeah. uh as you got more and more better gear uh you would do the raids if you had more than two friends to play it with and i uh i, I was lost <laughs> outside of the the couple uh strikes that we did is there anything on here that helps you like get direction on where to go, or is it still kind of like you would need to seek that out yourself somewhere? So they added like a brand new opening uh, because they sunset the original opening for the the Red War. Uh, you can talk to a guy on Earth, and it'll walk you through the same opening from Destiny One. Mm-hmm. So you'd probably be pretty familiar with that, and then it gives you like, all right, now you're gonna do some. Of the patrols, you're going to try to locate some objects, some items, uh, kill a bunch of guys, and then it builds on that. But then once you start to hit the the level gear cap, it's the same thing. you got to do a, like a set number of strikes every week. You have to do a set number of crucible matches, and then all of that will eventually get you better gear so that you can try and do uh, the raids or even... They added more dungeons, which are... Okay. They're a little bit shorter than the raids, but still depend on you having uh, two other dedicated people so that you can make it through. Mm. Okay, okay. But those are yeah, like my end game because we don't uh, have enough people for full on. <laughs> you raids. can find you can find uh, like discords that have like decent communities for raiding and stuff. Uh, I that's how I did all my PC raids. Um, so I would recommend that you. You know, you're going to run into jackasses, but you can also find pretty good, <laughs> solid communities. And since it's on Xbox Game Pass now, uh, if you need a break from Minecraft, you could pop into <laughs> Beyond Light because the entire game is free on Game Pass for console sure. right now. Or, you know, not free, but whatever. I'm waiting for it to hit PC Game Pass uh, before I dive back in because why mm. pay like $50 for that expansion when I could just jump in on Game Pass when I'm already paying for that? I mean, it was yeah, on sale for Christmas. Point. I think it was like 20% off or something, so that's why I jumped on it. Mm-hmm. I've, didn't, I've given Bungie way too much of my money as it is. You haven't given them today. enough. And your dignity. You still have too much of that. There's plenty of microtransactions if you want to give them more. Yep. 
<laughs> All those sit shaders. Yeah, you're yeah. not kidding. Uh, yeah. So that's Destiny too. I like. I'm not gonna beat beat this dead horse anymore with it. I just really wanted to take up some time to really po Alex if he is gonna give this one a listen to. Last time I was on, we talked about Destiny too. <laughs> yeah, because nobody else wants to talk about it. And I was like, Andre's kind of, he'd be okay with it. I don't think he'll have any objections. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the real meat and potatoes of this podcast is uh, our early adopter, like tiny, tiny betas. So this week uh, we kicked it in with Anger Foot Game. And uh, I got to know, Andre, did you get a chance to try this one? Yeah, uh, I looked like as soon as I looked at the link you sent me, I was like, oh, I want to play this everybody wants and, to play it this is bonkers and uh-huh. i like as soon as i looked at it i was like this just this is like first person hotline miami then i scrolled down the page and it said inspired by hotline miami like, oh okay yeah, mm-hmm, yeah that makes sense <laughs> uh an homage yeah yeah it's uh this this game is wild or i should say the these five levels are wild and that that's a good starting point except uh definitely the difficulty is nowhere near uh, what Hotline Miami is, which and, I was know, grateful it's, for. It's, it's the uh, ramp up. You gotta, yeah. you gotta start simple. Sure, sure, but like, uh, oh man, I, I had so much fun just running through this thing, kicking everything I saw, and then they added guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it, it really sort of like uh, changed your tactics quite a bit. From, uh, I, I guess let's back up. So, so basically, <laughs> it is a. Every level is a series of hallways and rooms uh, enclosed by sort of like a lot of purple and pink and boom boxes with this thumping sound. And, and then you kick doors open to get to the next area. And there will be these grunts all dressed up in like purple hoodies and stuff and the weird faces. And they will then sort of slowly come at you. But... Number one, you you run and jump and kick, which is just a silly little like stick leg coming out with mm-hmm. a, a boot every time you kick. And also when you kick the doors, it they fly back. And half the time there's a dude sitting there and just getting smashed. And oh it's, yeah, it's the toilets really good. So some of the hallways they'll be attached to a toilet and just the thugs will like to sit in there. Uh, and you can aim the doors pretty effectively if you kick them at just the right angle. Um, mm-hmm. but if you also kick the door multiple times, it can shatter. I, I, mm-hmm. for a game with basically just kicking and shooting, this was like great. And the, the base, the base is what did yeah. it for me. Just the constant it, thumping. And the speed at which everything moves, which is very important for like Hotline Miami and just like that frenetic kinetic, uh, violence and pace, uh, really makes the whole situation just kind of like wash over you and you become like totally immersed in it and if you die you just like right back in it which is really helpful uh yeah yeah the, yeah the, the general flow and movement it, it i i took a second adjusting but once you get used to juggling the the kick with the moving around like you you can really zip and and zoom real yeah. quick through each level the, guys the, the fifth level the starting point mm-hmm. that, that starting point was that's where evil. you're you're coming up the stairs <laughs> yeah, and there's guys behind the three you. guys yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, 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 this guy is just sadistic he just wanted he, he sort of like teases you into thinking like oh these first four levels there's a little bit of challenge it's fine fifth level just hip brick wall because like you would run up and then like you said, Andre, like you turn around, there's three dudes right above the staircase that you start in. Mm-hmm. And so like, I tried that a few times, got knocked out. Third time I was like, I'm going to turn around while I'm down here and then walk backward. And, and all that happened there is that they just fucking shot me multiple Even times. Sooner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like they detected. You got to run. Moving around. You got to move yeah, fast. Yeah. It, it uh, seemed very inconsistent with, like, what was going to kill me and what wasn't. Because sometimes, like, you can take a few mm-hmm. hits and then other times it's, like, one shot and I'm dead. And so it's, like, maybe yeah. they got a headshot. I don't know. Is that even right. in the game? Because uh, right. the enemies are just, you know, one shot and you kill them. But you can take mm-hmm. some hits most of the time. Right. Right. And uh, the other thing I found really funny was that uh, I found that, it's trying to do like the music cue where you're about to enter uh, a sort of 
battle sequence, mm-hmm. but it happens every time you break a door down. Every single time. Yeah. So, like, you, you, there are certain hallways where there's, like, five different doors, and they're trying to fool you into, like, which one it was. And then every time I took a dun 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 and then same so over and over again. So it's like, I, I mean, it's a game jam game, so you don't want to critique it too hard, but it was just a funny quirk that I found. Yeah, I, like, even though it's a game jam game, I kicked the dev two bucks because I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what you're asking for, to, for this. Uh, totally worth it, I think. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a nice surprise and even for like it translated Hotline Miami to like a first person 3D perspective better than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And was like because it was so fast and like quick about getting you in and out, uh it like I would just like play through the whole thing. I was like, "Okay, I could see myself going back and like trying to like speed run it faster and faster." Speed run it, try to make sure you did all the dudes. Oh, I got all the dudes. <laughs> all I the got dudes. all the dudes. Okay. <laughs> that was no issue. Uh, the, the, uh, to, you know, I died a bunch, but, like, my, like, com- my like finished run time was, like, five minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, less than mm-hmm. five minutes, like, for my, like, full runs. Uh, so yeah. that was, like, okay. That, that seems right. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's very John Wickian in like the way you can mm-hmm. kind of like zip in, strafe, shoot this guy, throw a gun at the other guy, pick up his gun, and and, and like that goes back to the Hotline Miami almost like super hottish thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's like John Wick with a foot fetish, and then that, that's stick up your foot and knock out like three dudes at once with one yep. one <laughs> flick. Uh, the only thing other than that I have to say, I don't know if you guys noticed. Maybe you guys died less than I did, <laughs> but. Certain rooms, I would find that I would die, and there'd be like two or three people left alive. If you stay on the death screen, they just stand there shooting at your dead corpse. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, lots of games oh. do that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they no respect. <laughs> you might, may as well just uh, teabag me while you're at it. Mm-hmm. Don't tempt me with a good time, Joel. <laughs> That's why I don't play Destiny with you anymore. <laughs> Well, that was Anger Foot Game. Definitely give this one a, a look-see if you can. Uh, otherwise, Joel, you want to kick this door down and take us into the next segment? Or you want to take a break? I, think, I guess we could take a break. I think my dog already did that here, so we're good. I, do we, we don't have to follow Alex's format, right? Like, No. What would upset him more, if we just continued or if we took a break? question is, does anybody here need a break? <laughs> Andre doesn't. He, he's yeah, a marathon yeah. man here. Yeah, yeah no, I, I go three hours nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, let's not. Let's uh, forego a break this week. Uh, All right, Mr. Host? Yeah, I feel powerful. <laughs> it doesn't make you, just it call, right. you just call him host. You don't have to say Mr. Host. <laughs> I only answer to Mr. Host. Wait, I have a question about the beginning. Why are you a half of the guest host tag team? Aren't you just a regular host? Maybe. No, no, because I, I was joking was, earlier. Is this like a Jeff Bacalar situation where you're the revolving chair? I'm a, so I think the joke is that I've never actually been a full part of the podcast. And I okay. told him, I t- actually told Alex earlier uh, that I'm I'm leaving to go on to Gaming okay. Fix. So surprise, okay. Andre. Okay. That's two of us has asked him if we could join. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, with Sam, like an hour podcast would be much more ideal for him. So maybe this all makes sense. But your recording time is just absolutely terrible for right. him. This is like 2 a.m. <laughs> UK time or something. Going to have to up his tea a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what he needs. Uh, a baby and to stay up till like 3 a.m. <laughs> I mean, he'll already be awake at that time. It's it's not a problem. His, his baby's a year old. He, he sleeps through oh. the night. He okay. finally sleeps through the night. He, he's but. got the pattern down. Yeah, that's that's like the sweet spot for a while. If, if Alex needs any advice, then he can uh, he can hit up Sam. Yeah, we'll make him do that. Uh, so I guess I guess we're doing news this week. Nah, nah, there isn't any news. Come on, guys. <laughs> Nobody's I, doing any reporting. <laughs> it's, but, uh, thank God they're all on vacation, like they deserve, and we're mm-hmm. not like we deserve. I, I've been on vacation for like half a month, <laughs> like two weeks. <laughs> Poor daddy. I have not. So 
This is, yeah, this is my extra work that I get to do. So uh, I guess that we, we toyed around with the idea, and we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions when it comes to gaming this next year. Um, I see that Alex took the liberty of adding comments for himself, <laughs> but he's not here. So I'm going to save that for last, and I'm going to edit it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go first, being that I am the host. Uh, guys, next year I'm giving up on the beat list because life is too short for me to have to stress about bringing content to this podcast every week. So so is, is the beat list games you beat or games you intend to beat? That we games completed. Okay. Beat. okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Alex turned it into a pissing contest last year with yeah. Daddy mm-hmm. and then, then lost miserably because Daddy's a machine. And then he just wants a recount. Well, if I, I would just love to focus on playing a couple of games at a time. And just have fun with it. Instead, it's like, oh, we need to fill out this roster. Make sure that you're playing everything. Like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I did. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. If Alex didn't nudge you a little bit, your your time would be split between Destiny 2 and playing Persona 5 again. No problem with that. <laughs> Ain't no problem with that. I probably would have played Persona 4 and 3, too. But... Oh, I... I gotta play Persona 4. I bought that when it came out on Steam, so I had to get rid of my uh, Vita, <laughs> and I have not started it yet. That's just I haven't sold my Vita either. <laughs> I'm full of disappointment this year. <laughs> That's okay, Joel. Uh, uh, what do you bring into the table? What's your resolution for next year? All right, like like any good resolution, this is probably entirely unrealistic, but okay. uh, I, I I did uh, as we mentioned get an Xbox. Uh, being a PlayStation person in the past, it's it's a little bit uh, different pace for me, but their their model is too enticing of the the Game Pass stuff and uh, sort of the access to a library whenever. So my New Year's resolution is that I am not going to buy any games in 2021. Okay. Um. Bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays yeah. off. <laughs> And well, if you think about it, the the backlog of games that you probably have, even from the Epic Store, because I know that I've been picking up every single game mm-hmm. that they uh, have dropped this this like last two weeks, and I've actually fired up a couple of those games, and then yeah. with the way the Game Pass works, I think you could easily ride it out for a while. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I I do have access to some new games without paying for them every yeah. once in a while, mm-hmm. so that might help fill out the gaps on that too especially on switch uh, oh let's see i'm gonna have to navigate this tough because persona 5 scramble comes out stop pilgrim versus the world comes out oh I you're not going to be able to do it you should just i doubt that i doubt that on playstation oh crap yeah i, I doubt the i doubt the turrican collection coming out too shit you should um, uh, <laughs> allocate some funds and some mm. time for video games that you had to purchase oh okay okay i'm not gonna buy more than three games this year that's a lie that's this is this is a bold (laughs) prediction that you cannot maintain (laughs) i mean like you know there are certainly people who go like you know your madden players your call of duty players of the world where that's all they Mm -hmm. do but Mm -hmm. like game pass is good i don't think it's i don't know for me it's not that good yeah it's it's more that they have a library that i have largely ignored up to this point mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with Xbox. there's, there's a Ecosystem reason for that, <laughs> that that's not nice <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna play any more gears game i can tell you that no, much but i played like I, a th- half of gears five and i was like mm, why why mm. do people like this game well gears one definitely let that impression on me i i've, I've heard they did better but yeah, good like, for co-op yeah. Oh, but yeah. yeah maybe like the only way to play those games. Say maybe that's the reason why I didn't care for it so much either. Because it it definitely. So a friend of mine in high school played Brute Force with me on his original Xbox. Remember Brute Force? No. No. Okay. It was it was <laughs> no, it was like does. Gears of War, except it was a four up to four player thing, and the characters were like different animal, hybrid creature things, and like you know how much attitude there is in uh, Gears. How much bro so like, there is? So, so, like, yeah. Okay. So, 
crank that up to 11 and then also add worse writing. Well, that, that's what Brute Force was. I don't know, Joel. So, I definitely played Gears 1 and 2, and uh, those were like night and day. There was no writing in the first one, and then there was too mm-hmm. much writing in the second one. So, And the, the bro attitude was... It just reeked of it everywhere. Not to single out any any group of people. I did enjoy those mm-hmm. games back in the day. Mm-hmm. I just my mm-hmm. taste has become more eclectic, and I I enjoy nothing. You have a, you have a much more refined taste. Game. I enjoy nothing except age games. Yes, but we can't talk about that. So Andre, the, uh, what's your uh, I don't know your <laughs> resolution for this this next year? <laughs> Uh, I am hoping to play or aiming to play more like smaller, cooler games instead of just diving into all the 40 to 80 hour games that I ended up playing this year, which I don't normally Mm. do. Um, But finding more cool stuff like Mixolumia, Umarangi Generations, uh, which like I'm not like super in love with, but I think is like a neat thing. Uh, Big big ocean wide wide ocean big jacket i just played that yesterday now just finding a lot more small stuff and playing that as it kind of comes out and not worrying so much about not even worrying i just i don't know a triple a like bigger games tend to be more my speed uh but trying to find more small neat creative stuff that that last game you mentioned sounds like a tape song (laughs) i yeah i want a game with a (laughs) A wide ocean and a big jacket. Yeah, that's, that's you can't help but think of that song when you say the name of that game. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Game Pass is actually fairly good for that. It's like it lets me just pick up some things that I wouldn't normally pick up, or like oh, I want to play this, and oh, hey, it's it's on Game Pass. Like uh, on our podcast, uh, our Alex has been talking about a game called Toho Luna Nights, and we've been just giving him shit for it because uh, <laughs> it didn't come out this year. I'm sorry, Alex, but it's it like there are news stories from 2019 <laughs> where it says it's finally out, out of early access. Uh, mm-hmm. And because our Game of the Year content is coming up in like two weeks, not no, in like a week, um, we're like, uh, we're not, I can't. I'm not going to play this, but it's on Game Pass, so I'm like, okay, I can check this out. I don't have to spend money on Steam on it or whatever. Uh, The the nice thing about that service, too, is that because it is more a rental-style thing and you're paying a monthly subscription, it's a lot easier to not feel bad about jumping off of something, too. Yeah, but also even things I like, I jump off of. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'm like 40 hours into Wasteland 3, and mm-hmm. I, I need to get back to it. I want to finish it. But also, what if I just played more uh, Assassin's Creed or, you know, whatever? <laughs> yeah, man, you should do mm-hmm. what you want. You shouldn't have to worry about filling out content. Content. content I, oh, it's content. not even for content. It's just like I want to see that story through. Oh. Like I'm enjoying the game, but I'm also like I'm enjoying this game. I'm enjoying this game. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. Yakuza. I'm enjoying, you know, uh I'm playing so many more games than I usually do this year, like, and I'm not finishing as many. I feel like Ooh. it's dangerous. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I'm having fun find... with all. I'm having fun with most of them. I did not enjoy every game I finished this year, but I am, and I have not finished every game I enjoyed this year. Go figure. But how well have you kept order? kept track of the different controls in each game as you jump? back to back does that that's always my problem is that i'll i'll jump back and forth between stuff and mm-hmm. like I'll, I'll we're doing kingdom hearts on saturdays uh and i have to relearn the controls every time i play mm-hmm. it because it's only once a week we play uh same with with hollow knight and I, I tried to you know dip into ori just to remind myself what it was like and it just completely lost on that again because of the different inputs but yeah i can see like jumping between four or five games that has to be a little tough the the games I'm playing are disparate enough that it's not too much of an issue. Like Wasteland 3 okay. is a isometric like CRPG. Sure. Yakuza uh, Like a Dragon is a turn-based RPG. Assassin's Creed is like an action, you know, hack and, mm-hmm. hack and slash RPG type thing. Um, uh, Haven is like another turn-based game, but that's got even a unique control system. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like everything I'm playing is like I'm not playing a lot of similar games or games that are the same at the same time, 
but like I did pick up Baldur's Gate 3 for some reason on early access <laughs> even though I told myself I'm not going to pick this up till I finish Wasteland 3 mm-hmm. and then like two days later I picked up Baldur's Gate and I played it for like a day and like okay this is cool I'll play it again when they like update it more right <laughs> so I've, I don't know I'm in like a weird spot where I'm just trying to play like everything and I think that's mm-hmm. like part of like the stress of this year is just like I want new stuff and I'm also trying right. to get like a PS5, but it's impossible here in Japan. That's, that's its own game right now. It's impossible here in the and, U.S. And nobody wins. Oh, it's much easier in the U.S. than it is in Japan. All my friends, uh, not, like my U.S.-based podcast hosts uh, who were like, oh, I don't think, I think I'm going to wait on the PS5. Uh, yeah. Both Pat and Allison managed to get one before I was able to. Really? And I've been wanting to get one the entire time. Wow. So. I I'm surprised by that. I, I would think just the logistical and distribution problems this year would have uh, yeah. impacted that. A nope, bit. No, no, well, we're not talking about work. They, the amount of All PS5s right, is like, <laughs> they sold fewer PS4s than PS3s, so they're like, eh, PS5, who cares in Japan, mm. uh, is, I guess, <laughs> the impression that has happened. Um, but they're still, like, being scalped for, like, you know, uh, $1,000. Would they be more excited over a Vita two than a PlayStation five? Maybe I don't I don't know, but Japan's also like it's a big economy, but it's a relatively small market, and mm-hmm. like with Sony's track record with like handhelds, I don't know if it would actually be that exciting when like the Switch is a thing. Sure, sure. But, like, I mean, I don't know. Bring back the disc format, UMD two. Uh, all right, so. Let's, uh, I guess I'll read whatever it is that Alex wrote here. Um, so, host, regular host of the show, Alex Arona, says that his New Year's resolution is that he will be beating Persona 5 Royal and raising a child or whatever. I, I feel like one of those things Tracks. should be uh, more important than the other. But he's excited for more JRPGs, so... Yeah, like that kid, like, whatever, they're going to be alive for, like, 80 years or something. You can focus on Persona 5. That's that's now. That's the moment. That's the discourse. Got to focus yeah. on that. Well, gotta be, have to... Yeah, the baby's not in the zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, this is making me You don't want your baby in the zeitgeist. <laughs> let's, uh... Let's uh, move on. Let's take a break here to think about what we've done. And we're back, back with the Backlog Blog, where we play games I burn through to end this farce of a beat list. You know what, Joel, we're going to do a, a mm-hmm. special segment here. I don't think that I'm going to talk about either of the games that I brought this week. We'll still let Andre talk, but you said that you were going to play Undertale. And yes. uh, we got to know, how did you enjoy Undertale? Because at this point, you've beaten it, right? I have. Yep. It, w- it was a bit of a marathon uh, yesterday uh, between then Hollow Knight, but I, I did polish it off. Yep. Okay. So what what do you think about Undertale? What's, uh, what is sticking with you about this game? Because it's been uh, like a, a topic of the podcast a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- you know, I, I would like to compare this to um, what is that? Bruce Willis movie where he is the I see dead people. Sixth Sense. Yeah. Sixth Sense. This is like Sixth Sense in two ways. One is that if, if you if you found what the hook or like behind the like scenes answer is to like what's what's happening, it kind of spoils the entire game. And number two, you were dead the whole time. So like what what was the, even the point through the whole story? I, I don't I don't get it. And uh, I mean, there's cool characters. I like I like I like Sans' style with the sort of like you know sweat hoodie sweatshirt with his hands in his pockets. It feels very re- relatable to me. Uh, the the combat was interesting in that uh, they did the whole like 
uh, Zelda 2 style thing where they were going in the overworld and then you'd go into the dungeons and be side scrolling. And it's just, I, 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 it's an interesting choice, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't love the gameplay in that way, but it's interesting because you don't see too many things aping that. Uh, I found it weird that they had a, like a corporate tie-in with Papyrus. Like, like why they would go with a stationary company tie-in. It felt very KFC, I mean, which I don't, I don't quite at understand. At the time, well, yeah, it was and, popular. And KFC more in the fact that there's a dating sim mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Papyrus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I chose the wrong waifu. Uh, I, I chose Flowey, and I, I I think that was a mistake. It's kind of like it's kind of like choosing uh, uh, who, who's the blonde girl in Persona Five. Hey, what? don't you talk shit about Anne? Yeah, Anne. Anne I liked Anne. I liked Anne, but Panther. I, I was going for the teacher, and I, I made what? Okay, the wrong pervert. choice at the end. What's wrong with my the teacher? Wife, my wife is a teacher. It's I mean, you could have gone with she, Futaba. You're playing a 16 year old boy. <laughs> Hey, have you heard? It's okay if you're a boy and it's a girl seducing. There's a That's, there's a lot to right? unpack there. <laughs> no, there isn't. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a fondness for the teacher because my wife is a teacher and she's a few years older. Than but me, also so because she would I, give I you the massages that would allow you to go out and do stuff at night afterwards. Get the extra. You know, my favorite laundry part, yeah. and cooks you curry and. My favorite part about that sequence of like story beats with the teacher is that they don't explicitly go into like what the maid service is. So they for fun, I would it. just yeah. like I would just I would just imagine for fun that it's literally just like a maid service, and all she's doing is like his laundry and cleaning his room. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what she's doing in that game. Oh, it is in the game. Okay, I thought. Okay, I thought there was some. Uh, oh, there's undertones. Undertones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, not, well, I mean, like, she's there as, like, a sexy maid, but it's not there as, like, any, like, sort of, it, like... Explicit acts. Yeah. Things like that. Okay. Until the end. Uh, right. Back to back to Undertale. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Japan, uh, the that game has... Or the, the game has a taken a massive, like, hold on, like, youth culture here. Or, you mm-hmm. know, a surprising hold. And you can find, like, the music in games at, like... Uh, taiko no tatsujin the drum game and stuff like that um in yeah. arcades so what music stuck out to you from the game i uh I, you know i i think the uh the final boss music was probably the the apex of what was going on there it is just it, it is such a frantic pace it, it's almost sounds like uh metal like just the kind of melodies that were going at such a frantic speed throughout just felt like they were doing a a, a heavy metal solo uh you know guitar licks and, and it just it surprised me because everything else is so not muted but kind of straightforward like uh you know very pleasant uh nice background music type stuff not quite elevator music but like uncomplicated simple i like to compare it to tones. dubstep joel dubstep yeah. <laughs> i i that is a genre that i'm not as up on so i'll take your word for yeah, it. yeah don't worry but... i got a guy that that's, got a guy. it's alex is his name yeah. alex <laughs> <laughs> what would you say because this game has very creative like combat uh, enemies mm-hmm. what would you say was your favorite enemy encounter you know, I, I kind of liked it when uh, Toriel and Papyrus merged their bodies. And then it was like Toriel and Papyrus's heads on the left and right hand. And then Toriel sort of like uh, draped robes and uh, the sort of uh, uh, sash sort of going along the back. It, it was kind of wild. It was just kind of an interesting merge of characters and uh you know the the way it turned into a bullet hell shooter was kind of wild too, like completely out of left field. Yeah. I, I can see I can see where Near got its inspiration from. Yeah, and Near one hundred percent taken from Undertale. It was kind of a ripoff. That's why I didn't care for Near Automata as much. Yeah, yeah, and and the at the existentialism was a bit overplayed too. In Near or in Undertale? Both. Both. <laughs> okay. I think that there's totally too fair, many totally endings in, in both of those games as well. 
Oh God, the ending! Like, like, do, do you really need a side ending where you just fell off a cliff and then it says, "No, the fish." Game over. The fish was my favorite. Like, you eat the fish and you die. The fish. The fish. But being that yeah. uh, Undertale has multiple endings, uh, which one did you get, Joel? Well, I, I guess spoilers for anybody who's listening and is considering getting Undertale. Uh, I did not do the pacifist run. And so uh, because of that, for anybody who hasn't played, if you kill everybody through, at the end of the game, you have to do a boss rush. And, like, it, it's bad. It, it is like, oh, God. Think Final Fantasy you know, reminds me remake? Of, yeah, kind of like that. Or, or, like, do you know what it reminds me of? I played God of War last year, and there's an area where you're basically – like stuck in these rooms and you're doing waves and waves of enemies and it, it felt like that and there's like little hardly any health you can get during that time at all and this this just marathon is just beating my head against the wall and it's just the worst because <laughs> like it, it you know it's kind of like halo reach like you technically can't really win you're, you're set up with this marathon and being like objective survive and they know you can't win and it's it's you know just sucks it, it made me feel like when i played dirge of cerberus and you go to that boss that you're not supposed to beat you're supposed to lose in and to get a cutscene and move on and, and as we know when that happened to me in college i played for a half an hour before realizing that wait i'm supposed to die Joel, here this happens to you a lot in video games though yeah, I'm starting to think I'm just bad at video if, games, Daddy. If the game isn't, like, gonna really just, like, knock you out and be like, boom, one hit, or, like, we're casting a move on you that you have no way to counteract, then, yeah. you know, what are they doing? They, they need to make it clear that you're supposed to die. Right, right. Does it, then you end up or wasting, time it like, out. you waste a bunch of, like, potions and uh, one-use items during this one sequence that you can't win, and it's like... Fuck you, Dame. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Damn. So all that said, I kind of liked Undertale for the things it's doing. I can appreciate what it set out to do. I think I was so late to the game, though, that all the secrets are spoiled to me. Yeah. And, and so it's it's one of those, I think, things you had to be in the moment to really enjoy to its fullest extent. And, and because of that, uh, I see dead people. Fair assessment. Very fair assessment. I don't know if it's the right assessment. I mean, that's that's to be determined by our listeners. Yeah, well, we'll find out soon enough. <laughs> if you have thoughts on Undertale, write in at SuperGG. Yeah, thanks. thanks. At SuperGGRadio at gmail.com. <laughs> thanks, Andre. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like Andre was saying, if you guys, you think that that was completely off base and none of it's true you might be right but i'm not the person to determine that who who could say yeah. <laughs> uh but andre was nice enough to bring uh, ori and the will of the wisps with him today so andre yep i, I i've got it right here in this bag Ooh. uh Right. No, it's <laughs> you actually. See, I, was, I was hoping you had the special edition. It's on a digital hand. edition. It's a digital game on PC, uh, <laughs> on Game Pass. Uh, yeah, uh, Ori and the Will of Wisps uh, sequel, squeakquel, if you will, to <laughs> Ori and the Forbidden Forest, a an Xbox One game from a few years ago. Mm. Um, it's a Metroidvania with like really beautiful hand drawn art and pleasant orchestral music uh, which is not something you get a lot in that genre i feel like so many of the games are stuck in the like symphony of the night or like pixel arty mm -hmm. version so it's kind of a refreshing take on the genre it's very um and like one of the things about ori and the forbidden forest that was surprising to people was it was like something that looks so friendly and pretty was also just really really difficult Yes. Uh, and challenging and really wanted you to push your abilities. And I feel like Ori and the Will of the Wisps didn't have that as much. 
you get a lot of movement abilities and stuff, especially early on. They're like, okay, here's a lot of the stuff you had before. Here's the double jump. Here's like the slingshot kind of thing. And eventually you get like the sand jump. I don't, it's been so long since I've played that first game that I don't remember what's new and what's not. But early on, they're just dishing out these uh, skills left and right. Um, and you're in a new land, so there's like new art, new challenges to overcome. But in the end, I beat it earlier this week uh, in preparation for Game of the Year talk nice. over on the Gaming Fix podcast. And it took like eight hours or ten hours or something. I didn't 100% it, but I came away kind of disappointed um, because I have such fond memories of that first game. They, As you get deeper in and you get more and more like movement abilities... The game doesn't really feel like it's tying all of them together in a meaningful or interesting way. It has, like, here's, like, kind of discrete sections where you're going to use, like, one or maybe two abilities a lot. But I never felt like I was getting good use of, like, everything at my disposal. That's kind of disappointing to hear. Because, like, the first game, I have that seared into my memory Mm -hmm. because of just how much I loved it it progressed you in a way where it would dole out these new abilities for movement or uh, cleaning all the walls or doing the sort of like orb transportation yeah. thing. And they would keep on layering them on top of each other where you had to utilize each and every one of them as it goes mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Uh, I, I did hear, or I thought I heard that this one is a little more combat focused or combat intensive than the first one. There, How- There is a lot of combat. Okay, how does how does that affect things like flow and pace, or is it fun to fight in this one? It's it's perfectly fine. It's serviceable. Uh, mm. You could get around a lot of the combat if you just wanted to bypass stuff, but then sometimes you do get like locked into a combat scenario or a boss fight. And I thought the boss fights were a little overly hard, maybe. Um, okay, like I was picking up health and like spirit stuff, which is like your mana. Um, and but it was still like some bosses just took so long to beat which was like you know many tries and part of it could be i was uh streaming from my desktop to my tv uh, over a wired connection and for the most part it was like good but you know there's always a little bit a little bit of latency sure but some of the stuff was just like i feel like i shouldn't have been hit by that or like you know it was a dumb mistake or you know whatever is going on here i i messed up uh could be my fault could be like latency i'm not gonna point any fingers probably my fault no that's how i feel Um, on the crucible Uh, this is stupid but there there were there were some like platforming or like challenges or like oh i want to get up here and get this collectible where i couldn't tell if i was doing the right thing if I was doing what the game wanted me to do and just, like, not doing it good enough, like, I was, like, missing the window by a little bit, yeah. or if I was, like, brute-forcing my way past it in a way that it wasn't meant to be done. And mm. so, like, you can do it just barely. Um, but so <laughs> it was hard to tell if I was, like, oh, I should just come back here later or if I can actually do this. It wasn't super clear on uh, some of that stuff, which was a bummer. Okay, so it sounds like... It's not quite as cohesive as the first one, or, or at yeah. least like it. The puzzle pieces don't quite come together and fit so perfectly like the first one. Yeah, and um, it's got the story has like a weird kind of disappointing ending. Hmm. Um, there, there's like you know some emotional impact to it, but there's also like it leaves some things like in a place that is unsatisfactory and kind okay. of goes against maybe the end and beginning of the like the end of the first game and the beginning of this game mm-hmm. uh so it's like yeah it kind of does like both like both sides of like uh you know oh this person could have been bad but <laughs> you know they 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 didn't have to be but then they were and they just they were they're bad no matter what you can't change them so it's like mm, i don't know it sounds like me yeah, that's yep. that's good. It's good storytelling to not commit. To... <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it like so. When I heard that, I thought it was more like about more directly tied to the first game with what it was saying because I had heard that from some other people, uh, and it wasn't what I thought it was. But it's still like I 
it seems kind of lazy uh, from a tor- storytelling perspective. I still want to see what they do next. I, they they said they're want to say they said they're doing something zelda inspired next oh okay I, I think they're doing like a 3d game and not a, a 2d like metroidvania like they've done so far uh interesting I remember i'm looking it up yeah. right now yeah th- 3d zelda the fun thing about that is that it's it's not quite as obvious what that means now between uh the different iterations and especially with breath of the wild but yeah. I, I assume i assume they mean more the older fair three well so they news broke late last year when moon posted a job for a senior game designer who would help revolutionize the arpg genre this new project <laughs> would be fully 3d and be inspired by the likes of diablo 3 zelda breath of the wild and the dark Souls oh. series Okay, that that seems like an eclectic. Uh, yeah, pairing. I don't know that I would tie in Diablo three. You go, it's it's a clicker. Yeah, <laughs> it's an idle game. It might be what the kids want. I don't the know. The kids don't know what um, they want. Everybody hated Diablo three, but now now people love yeah. it. Now, all, all it took was getting rid of the auction house. That's all that changed. Yeah. Uh, so. I guess one question I have, Andre, uh, where the story ends at, does it lead itself to opening a window to a sequel? Not really. No. It's pretty conclusive? I think so, yeah. Uh, okay. Like, like, it ends in a place where, like, it, it seems like they're done with Ori, like, as a, okay. as a franchise. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you could always, like, go back to that universe, that world sure but i think like this story is done okay that, that, that i'm happy to hear that at least i yeah. uh I, i'd rather them close the book on things rather than try to leave themselves uh yeah and out uh i would i would say like just keep playing hollow knight that's like <laughs> that's like a real solid uh-huh. uh like one of those it sure uh, is yeah like I put it on Switch, which was kind of miserable because the uh, Joy-Con just murdered my fingers. Like it mm-hmm. hurt to play that game on Switch. I bet. But yeah, uh, yeah. it w- it was real good. I I have always gotten to the point with Switch where certain games I'll play on it where it'll feel great on the television, but you move it to the screen on handheld, and it's just a little bit too small mm-hmm. on that screen to sort of uh, anticipate stuff as well. So yeah. I. Uh, I've been avoiding certain games on Switch for that reason. Uh, oh. Hollow Knight, Hol- Hollow Knight's one I'm glad that I'm playing on PlayStation Four instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do did we do it? <laughs> did we make it? Uh, I think so. I, I, I'm done. okay. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, Andre. That was uh, was much more relaxing for me than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I didn't have to talk about any games uh, except for Destiny this week, so. Yeah, that's the first time in a while where you've had no uh, explicit uh, brains to the table. Yeah, it's usually like you have to talk about at least three things because if if we Mm -hmm. don't talk about six games this week, then we did everything wrong. Uh, So uh, I guess let's follow follow along to the the last last thing for this year because after... After this, this episode's actually going to be posted, uh, what? You're not going to get it done tomorrow, are you, Joel? It's going to post on Sunday. So it'll already, it's 2021 already. Yep. So we are already into the future. We're in the future. I mean, Andre's already kind of in the future, so. Uh, yeah, uh, 12, less than 12 hours till 2021. Yeah. That's hardcore, man. Dawn of the final day. And, and as we all know, everything's going to be back to normal and great <laughs> once that bell yeah, rings. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I just saw a news story that was some prefecture in Japan had like 10 times more cases of COVID than they <laughs> reported. <laughs> so S- sounds like fake news to me, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, yeah, not how that works. <laughs> that sounds like uh, some of the early reports coming in from the South. Like, no, nobody has it here. And then like, yeah. Oh, mm. by the way, all of Florida has COVID. So, Oh and, yeah, yeah and, and by the way, the the reporter that did the reporting on COVID cases that got fired <laughs> made her own tool to track the mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're living in pretty cold times, scary guys. times. But hey, the video games were pretty good this year. So uh, having were, said yeah. that, 
the next podcast that we uh, put out will be our 2020 game of the year. So give that a listen to uh, if you're, you know, bored or trapped inside of your house, either snow or COVID related. And uh, do, do we want to do a one last thing this week? Is it? No. Now here, here's my one last okay. thing. I miss the sun. Uh, listen to the Gaming Fix Game of the Year podcast next week which will come out on Saturday ahead of the the Super GG podcast yeah and then compare and and ours will be like six hours long (laughs) hashtag content wow that's I I do listen to you guys uh, especially the Game of the Year list stuff uh, it's it's good conversations and it it is almost all encompassing we have so uh, we have been discussing what what is what qualifies and what does not qualify for game of the year i do not know if we have even reached consensus i have my feelings i will not i want to put them out here but there are some games where i'm like "Mm -mm, it's it's got to fit these criteria see see your first mistake was making a democracy you, you gotta yeah. rule with an iron fist. I brought the... this podcast into the world. I'll take it out. Good. Yes, and take this one Perfect. out when you take yours out. <laughs> All right, and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and Twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we stream stuff. Twitch streaming plans one, Twitch streaming plans two. You can watch Joel play Kingdom Hearts or Hollow yes. Knight, and you. Or Hollow Knight, or well, you can watch. Uh, I think Phil does. Kevin, stuff. Kevin play. I don't. Whatever I don't know, the hell he wants the, now. The Divinity yeah. Wasteland, Baldur's Gate. I don't know. Th- those are all good choices. Tony Hawk Pro Stater. Alec is doing Deep Rock Galactic every That's Monday. I, I should try that sometime, especially since he. Uh, yeah, didn't he buy you a copy last week? He he did he did because he knew I wouldn't play it unless I was obligated, and uh, so I'm obligated to play with him and i'm i'm hopeful is that how that works so if i just buy you a whole bunch of h games you're obligated to play them no content joel (laughs) that that's that's my red line (laughs) hey it's not cyberpunk so the nudity isn't allowed on twitch well well. yes i you you know i'm at the phase now where my kids are staying up a little later so like my wife and i watch like these murder mystery shows sometimes based on true events and stuff and so my my oldest will come down and he'll be like i don't like you watching that show and it's like you should be in bed right now (laughs) my my window of adult (laughs) content to play as is closing over time and and that's until h games are on the switch and someplace where i no vr vr yeah uh but (laughs) I'm not ready to cross that line. Oh, they're they're in VR. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sure that's where one of the first places they popped yeah, up. <laughs> VR, VR Kanojo. Uh... Joel, I, I know sounds, some stuff. Sounds like Getty needs VR. No, I don't need VR, but uh, I know some stuff. I'll hook you up later. <laughs> Great. <laughs> if you'd like to reach Super GG with your H games, ooh yes, you can send them to superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes. Uh, for the podcast or wherever fine podcasts are reviewed or wherever alex uh, edited part of the document we're still trying to figure that one out uh, andre thanks for pinch hitting the uh, outro uh and for guesting this week where can people find you you can find me on the gaming fix podcast on uh, which is streamed saturday mornings uh, like all the best saturday morning cartoons on twitch Oh god, our our branding isn't consistent. Uh, gaming <laughs> fix on Twitch, and then at Fix Podcast F Y X podcasts on uh, Twitter, where you can see pictures of our Alex's cat, um, and we talk about Brendan Fraser a lot. And you can find me on Twitter at Coolslaw C O O L S L four W. Please listen to our Game of the Year podcast next week. Do it for us. Quick, quick, pick one movie you'd like to swap Brendan Fraser in for somebody. Uh, well, I just tweeted that um, Tom Cruise or Brendan Fraser could make Mission Impossible, but Tom Cruise couldn't make George of the Jungle. So I'm going to go with Mission Impossible. Which one? In the place that... of Tom Cruise. 
All, all of, of them? them? Yeah, the entire franchise. Okay. I'd see it. Brendan yeah. Fraser instead of Tom Cruise. That's, yeah. You, you know, and that's a fun crossover because uh, Tom Cruise had that horrible mummy, mummy movie, too. Yeah, yeah. And Brendan Fraser could make the mummy, and Tom Cruise could not make the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> that That's your evidence right there. Nailed it's, it. Uh, yeah, Brendan Fraser is twice the man Tom Cruise is. In height as well. In height and character. All right, guys. Well, uh, GG Joel. Good game. GG Andre. GG. And we are baby. out. Fuen, fuen, fuen.